Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Again, for a time to hear your word, we pray that the entrance of your word will bring us wisdom. It will bring us revelation. It will give us understanding. Father, may we walk as wise and not as fools. Help us to redeem the time. And Lord, may we become beneficial in your kingdom. May you find us useful for your will and your purpose. May we be useful, Lord. Let's not be useless. May we, may we be useful for your will and your purpose. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 You will be useful in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. I, see I say you will be useful in the kingdom of God. I will Amen. be useful. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So it's nice to see all of us again. Uh, yesterday we had a nice fellowship trying to prepare our new place. We are almost there. And it was a very nice fellowship. So I thank all of you who came around to help. Those of you who are not there, I pray that when we open, you will not be shy. That was very nice. Hallelujah. Amen. And um, I can't wait for us to meet there. I can't wait. I, every day my pastor said, I can't wait. I just simply cannot wait. Hey, I cannot wait. I can imagine the praise and worship, the dancing, the music, the word, the Ooh. prophecy, the anointing, the oil. Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I can't wait. I can only imagine. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. I just can't wait. Hallelujah. But we thank God for that's what the Lord has brought us. And we keep on praying. So, we, I mean, we're talking about prayer. And, and, and we've taken our time from the beginning of the year after now to talk about prayer because prayer is very, very important. Yes. You see, it's prayer, it's prayer is like, like we started by saying that. Just as oxygen is to the flesh, mm. so is prayer to the spirit. Mm. Without oxygen, you can't live on, you can't breathe, you, you can't survive. In the same way, without prayer, your spirit man cannot survive. So prayer is very, very important, and we're talking about prayer. And we have a series of prayer meetings. I mean, especially the 10 nights with the king were powerful. And we are going to resume our done prayer meetings again. Okay? Yeah. We're going to re- resume our done prayer meeting again in a week's time. We'll let you know. Wow. It's going to be from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Love it. Love it. Let people to lead, people to pray, we pray. Are you excited about it? I'm excited. Yes. Very excited. Yeah? We're going to pray. We need to pray more. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're still talking about prayer, a very important topic. Amen. 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 And last week, you know, someone said, um, what, what, somebody said that, Prayer. Prayer is, is a thermometer. It's a thermometer to measure your faith. 
like when it comes to when it comes to uh, prayer, is prayer a thermometer? Uh, the, the person was asking the question: Is prayer a thermometer or a thermostat of your faith? Because you see, a thermometer measures the temperature. A thermostat changes the temperature, increases mm. the temperature. So the, the question was, is prayer a thermometer or a thermostat to your faith? In other words, and I said, no, prayer is, not, prayer is both a thermometer and a thermostat of your faith. Because praying, those who pray, is a measure of how you believe. Because if you believe, you pray. Yes. So, a, a prayerful person, okay, the more you pray, it shows you how much you believe. Mm. So it's like, your prayer is a measure mm. of your faith. And also, your prayer is a thermostat of your faith. In the sense that, the more you pray, the more your faith increases. <laughs> wow. Are you hearing me? Yes, yes sir. The more you pray, the more your faith increases. So when you see, so so prayer is both prayer is both a measure of how much you believe, and also a tool to increase what you believe. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why Jesus said, "Men always ought to pray and not to faint." Amen. Amen. So last week we spoke about a very important prayer topic that was given to us by the master prayer himself. Like I said, you know, like we shared last week, most people who are good at things, even like sports or things like that, a lot of people can, they know how to, let's take sports or soccer. They know how to play very well, but they cannot coach. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, okay, basketball. Let's talk about basketball. Michael Jordan was supposed to be one of the best basketball players. Michael, Michael Jordan is not a good coach. Yeah. Wait. You understand? He was not a good coach. I don't think he even attempted to coach. Like, he could play well. Mm-hmm. So, very few. So, when you find somebody who can do something well and teach it, that's exceptional. And Jesus Christ was both good. Jesus Christ, number one, he prayed. He prayed. Number two, he taught us how to pray. And number three, he instructed, no, no, number one, he prayed. Let's get this one. He prayed himself. Number two, he instructed us to pray. Men always ought to pray, not to faint. And then number three, he taught us how to pray. Because somebody can also tell you to do something, but they won't teach you how to do it. It's true. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially, especially if you have a wicked boss. <laughs> don't do this. He, doesn't, he will not tell you how to do it. <laughs> and I've come to see that those type of boss, they don't know how to do it. <laughs> That's why they tell you, but they won't explain, but you see, they, they can't explain, they can't t- tell you how to do it. Because, and, and they usually they are hiding under their boss, boss ship because they, they don't know how to do it. Yeah. But when it comes to prayer, our master and our savior, you want, he was very good at praying. Two, 
he instructed us to pray. And three, he taught us how to pray. And mm -hmm. even and he and when we talk about the Lord's prayer, you see, it, it, it's it, the amazing thing like we learned from last week is that when he was preaching in Matthew chapter six on the, on the Sermon of the Mount for a whole day, he that's when he taught the Lord's prayer how to pray. And interestingly, when some guy came to ask him in Luke. Because I'm sure that day, that guy, when he was teaching about prayer in, in, in Matthew chapter 5 on the church, the guy did not come to church. Because yeah. if he came to church, he would have known. <laughs> yes. I'm sure that guy did not come to church. So he didn't show up. So when, when the guy came in Luke to ask him, Master, teach us how to pray. I'm saying Jesus was wondering, where were you when I, pre when I preached about it in church? <laughs> but being the master and the savior and a, and a gentle Jesus, he explained, he taught the guy again. And it's interesting, that he, it was the same thing he said in Ma Matthew, was the same thing he repeated in Luke. Showing that the Lord's Prayer is a very, in other words, it's a very, very important prayer and that's how to pray. So a week ago, we went into the Lord's Prayer and we talked about just, I mean, praying for the kingdom. Let's pray for the kingdom. Pray for the kingdom. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. I tell you, the world that we are living in, we need God's kingdom to come. It will be done on earth. He said we should pray for. We should. He said forgive. As we forgive others. He said we should pray for our daily bread, daily bread. And last week we learned, look, and I said, and lead us not into temptation. And I and I shared with us last week that look, it's a very important prayer to pray. And look, all all the points are important, including your daily bread, because you see the the the, the it's, it's the it's often the lack of daily bread that leads to temptation. Hey. Preaching. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. A, 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 a lot of us are tempted due to the fact of lack of a daily bread. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, there are a few greedy ones that even though they have a daily bread, they still want more. That, that's it. I'm not talking about those people. That's another level. You know, you get a few greedy people. No matter what you give them, they still want more. They still won't fall into temptation. But basically. Most people, if the daily bread was provided, because if you look at your Christian life, after the Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain. I mean, the reason why you say that I am called this or I am called that is because you want, because of daily bread. Otherwise, if that was provided, why would you say, say, say such a story? Why would you tell such a lie? Are you hearing me? Yes, Reverend. The reason why you are even living in a certain type of sin is because of the lack of daily bread. So pray for daily bread that you may not live, that, so that you will not be left into temptation. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's a very important prayer. Pray for it. Pray for your daily bread. Pray for the kingdom to come. Pray for the will of God to be done. Ask for the forgiveness of sins because we are sinners. Ask for the forgiveness. This morning, as, Bishop, as the prophet was teaching about the works of the flesh, we can see that, Charlie, we are all, we all there inside. There inside. I don't know if there's anybody on this platform who the works of the flesh does not apply to you. <laughs> and I like what he shared today. That look, the only way to deny something, okay, the only way you can, we just said deny your flesh. You see, the only way you can deny something or fight something is to admit it, that you have it. That's right. Because we we'll see, when you don't admit that you have a problem, you can't even fight it. Not at all. Which is what, which, 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 which is, which is like, which is like in medicine. In medicine, 
in medicine, the most in medicine, the most important aspect of medicine is diagnosis, not treatment. Mm. Because medicine is described as diagnostics and therapeutics. Diagnostics and therapeutics. And the most important aspect of medicine is diagnosis. Because once you can make a diagnosis that the person has a pneumonia, after the treatment, you can even Google it on the on, on, after the treatment, you can Google it on, you, can, you can Google the treatment. Just put in bacteria pneumonia, what are the treatment? It, Google can give you all the antibiotics. <laughs> but the most important thing is to make the diagnosis. So without making the diagnosis, you have no headway. That is why they do the lab test, the CAT scan, the MRI, is the diagnostics. Because without making the diagnosis, you are not ready for a cure. The treatment is, see, the treatment part of it is, the treatment part of medicine is not big. It's mainly the diagnostics. That's what, that is why, that's why I said, to deny yourself, to be able to deny yourself and follow Christ, you must be able to diagnose yourself. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to pray for forgiveness. As you stay in our closet, you diagnose yourself, say, Father, forgive me for this. I mean, just, just keep on confessing. Forgive me for this. You know, you know, you know that things are, you, you know that things you have to ask, ask for forgiveness about. I don't have to tell you. Mm-hmm. And let's be sincere about it. And, and we learn that we must also pray that God will deliver us from evil. Mm. And I like that part. Evil, because there's evil in the world. Yes, there is. They are, they, they, they are minds, traps. Traps, like Bishop was sharing with us last week, they are traps. The adversaries, the devil's garden, there's the devil's garden, there's the devil's garden. Things are designed that the, the devil's garden traps and evil on earth that you have to pray that you will not trigger and fall into it. So mm. deliver us from evil. Mm. Deliver us, pray, pray. let's pray that prayer. Jesus said we should pray that God should, God should deliver us from evil. And, I, and he concluded by saying that for thine is the power, which is what I like. You see, for thine is the power. It means that real power, power, dear, power for power is God. For thine is the power. Thine is the power. Power belongs to God. So no matter what evil comes our way, God has the power to overcome it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. For thine is the power. Thine is the power. When Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. Power belongs to God. For thine is the power. And, and, and I, I want us to be, be more conscious of the power that is in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so the Lord's prayer is a very important prayer. I know some of us, I know some of us when we were growing up, it was more like a poem. You see, because you, you see, you see, let me tell you something. The time that you learn 20, 20, 20 little star, how I wonder what you are. Okay. <laughs> what is that? Is it 20, 20 little star? How I wonder what you are up above the mountain, so like a diamond in the sky. It was that, you see, you were, you, were, you were in first grade, primary school. It was that same time that you also learned the lost prayer, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then you let, ah, then you let Humpty Dumpty after the war. Then, then, see, you let some of you. I don't know why some of you learned all this. A lion, a lion, a lion. You see, a lion has a tail. See, you learn all those things together. So you, so you, so you, you somehow put the Lost Prayer among those groups. But the Lost Prayer is different from a lion. A lion has the tail. Uh, <laughs> it has 
a lion, a lion, a lion has a tail. It has a big a head big and head. a very small waist. <laughs> I'm surprised I know all this. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You learn, you 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 learn that you, you learn the lost prayer at that step at, at that stage of your development. Hmm. It's a busy spider. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, 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 you want you, you learn the lost prayer with it's a busy spider. Johnny, Johnny, yes, Papa. Johnny, Johnny, yes, Papa. What I what I just want to tell you. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. Oh, McDonald had a. Oh, McDonald had a. You learned to it. Oh, McDonald has a farm. Yeah, yeah, oh. And I miss family as a. Yeah, yeah, oh. La Mumu. Fox, 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 how do you know what it is? So you let the lost prayer around you, you let the lost prayer together with all this. So you think it's all this, but the lost prayer is not on McDonald's as a farm. It's true. No, it's not. It's not that at all. It's not all McDonald's. Yes. It's not London Bridge is falling down. Mm-hmm. Some of you, some of you, 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 you learned it with, some of you, you learned it with baby careful, baby careful. The lost prayer is not baby careful. <laughs> no. It's, it, it's different. So what does, it's, it, it, it's the importance of the lost prayer and the power in it. For dying is the power. Hallelujah. I want us to really, the men always ought to pray. We must believe in prayer. So today, let's look at another important prayer in the Bible. So we are taking our prayer topics from the Bible because the Bible said that you receive not because you ask amiss. Because sometimes our prayers are not Bible prayers. Mm. So let's look at another classic prayer in the Bible. Because when you, you, see, when you pray the Bible, expect to get an answer. That's right. That's all. When you pray the Bible, expect to get an answer. Because the Bible said that you receive not because you ask amiss. So let's learn to pray the Bible. So another prayer we can see clearly in the Bible, okay, to understand and pray, is the Ephesians prayer. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all saints. No, let's read the whole prayer. 15 to 20. I think it's 15 to 21. Yes. Okay. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power, usward, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. For above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. 
Amen. And put, amen. At 22, at 22. And, and have put, put all, all things under, his, under feet. his feet and give him to be the head over all things to the church. Verse 23. Amen. 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 So let's go back to verse 15. Paul's prayer. He said, Wherefore, this is Paul. Okay, is he, this is the background. Paul was the one who founded church in Ephesians. Okay, which is, which is modern day Turkey. So he started a church. And after all, he left. So when, so, and then this letter, we are told that he wrote it while he was in jail. So while he was in jail, he was hearing reports about the, the church that he has found. How the church is doing. So he said that, when I, wherefore, I, uh, wherefore I also, after I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and love unto all the saints. When I heard this, okay? When I heard this, this is verse 16. Cease not, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, okay? Cease not. So my first writing is the, the Paul's prayer. Paul's prayer. Paul's prayer begins with a very, very important aspect of prayer, giving thanks. He said, I cease not give thanks for you. I, I, I kept on thanking God for you. Paul said, I was thankful. I was thankful. I was grateful. The Ephesians prayer talks about, begins with thanksgiving. I was grateful. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I gave thanks. When I heard, I gave thanks. And when I thought about it, I gave thanks to, I thank God. I thank God. You know, and it's very important to, for us to learn to give thanks because most people are ungrateful. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Prayer of thanksgiving. Prayer of thanksgiving. It, see, and, and, and that's why I gave you the background. Paul wrote this letter in jail. Oh, he wrote it in jail. So even though he was in jail, he still found opportunity to give thanks because a lot of us, a little, a lot of us, we are good at complaining than giving thanks. And let me tell you something: in life, there's always something to complain about. If you want to complain, if you want to complain, there's always something to complain about. If you want to whine, there's always something to whine about. But Paul said. I give thanks. In spite of my, I give thanks. I give thanks. I give thanks. Cease not to give thanks for you. So, 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 let us learn to be a people who are thankful, a people who are grateful. And one thing I've come to know, okay, one thing I've come to know is that thanksgiving is actually a habit. Some people are just good at giving thanks. Because they've learned, they learned it early. Mm -hmm. And some people today don't know how to say thank you. Hey, and, 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 and to me, it, 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 it's a curse and a woe if you don't know how to say thank you. Wait. Because, you see, a lot of things in life will change with Thanksgiving. Yeah. So it is something that, it's something that maybe um, we must learn early. So it becomes a culture, part of your culture. Learn how to say thank you. Learn how to say thank you. Because there is power in thanksgiving. And like we shared some time ago, you see, the, 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 word, the word 
think and tank is from the same Greek root word. Think and tank. It's from the same, I mean, tank and think. It's from the same Greek word. So it so what we understand is that usually people who think are thankful. But because your because your memory is short, you don't think. That's why you're not thankful. Yes. If you have to take your time to think, you will always be thankful. But because you don't think, that's why you're not thankful. If you if you to take time to, I mean you have to think about. I mean, what I mean, what somebody has done for you, so what the person did for you, where you are being, uh, or, or even even to think about the fact that you see, even if you, to think that the fact that as you are reading the statistics on the news, almost half a million people dead, and you are still alive, you will be thankful. Hey, but because you don't think, yeah. If you have to think, if you have to think a little bit, you have to think a little bit. That maybe. The reason why your mother could not do certain things in her life was because of you. Mm. You'll be thankful. Yes. But because you don't think, that is why you are quarreling with your mother. Yes. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. Yeah, you're right. And some of you, if you have to think, you'll be thankful to your, your stepmother. Yes, mm. he was not, he, he didn't give birth to you, but he allowed you to stay in the house and your, for your father to raise you. That's Think and thank. So Paul said, I his, Paul started his prayer by thanking. Let us be thankful. Let us be thankful. See, I cease not to give thanks. And, and, and thanks to me must be continuous. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have an attitude of why should I be thankful? Thank somebody, somebody wants to tell the person, why should I thank you for the rest of my life? This small thing that you did for me, so should I thank you for the rest of my life? <laughs> this small thing that you did every day when I should I say thank you? Should I thank you for the rest of my life? Yes, some people, you, some people, you should be thankful to them for the rest of your life. Paul told on the, on the you owe me my, I, I, you, you, you owe me your very life. Some people, you are about to be thankful for your life. Period. Period. I said period. Mm. That's it. You are supposed to, you are about to be thankful to your mother for the, for, for the rest of her life. Your father for the, I mean, you, period. You can't say, should I be thankful? You, you are supposed to. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. I cease not to give thanks. So let us learn to, let us learn the prayer of thanksgiving. There's so many examples. When Jesus got the bread, that was not enough. He gave thanks, and then and the not enough bread became more than enough. When he was about to raise Lazarus, he stood at the grave. He said, "Father, because I I I, I, I thank I, I thank you that you hear me all the time." He thanked God, and Lazarus was raised from the dead. Thanksgiving, 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 Thanksgiving. When Paul and Silas were in jail in the middle of the night, they began to sing praise and thank God, and they told him, "Thanksgiving is important." Let us learn the attitude of giving thanks. And the reason I'm saying that is as for complaining. Eh? Mm. If you want to find some things to complain about, you, if you want to find things to complain about, you start thinking. You find that even where you are in your room, you can find something to complain about. Yes. What this way you're not even in, in your own room with your Zoom, you can find something to complain about. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. 
Amen. I'm not even talking about maybe we are in church, so then maybe the noise is too loud. In your own room, you can find something to complain about. In fact, some of you can some of you can find something to complain about the about the person you are watching the Zoom with. Now, 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 now. The person who's in the room watching, you can find something to complain about because other person is doing something. He said that you can find something to complain about. <laughs> so complaining, there's always a reason. You can always find something, but let's have an attitude of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Amen. So Paul said, I began, he began by saying that thanking God. I cease not to give thanks. Then the next point, he said, I'm making mention of you. Making mention of you in my prayers. Making mention of you in my prayers. He said, in this prayer, Paul is teaching us that our prayers should not always be about ourselves. We must pray for others. Mm. Making mention of you. I mention you in my prayer. I mention you in my prayer. I mention you in my prayer. This is a very spiritual prayer. You see, in fact, Paul's prayer is more for people who want to minister or to do the work of God. You see, if you want to do the work of God and you want to serve God, then you must learn to carry other people as a burden and pray for them. Your whole prayer life cannot be me, myself, and I. Especially, especially some of us mothers. When we say, well, let's pray for soul salvation, the attendance is low. But the day we say, let's pray for our children, you see how the attendance is high? <laughs> no. You must also mention, make a mention. Let us learn to pray for others. And, and I'm telling you something. Sometimes, uh, sometimes your breakthrough is in praying for others. The Bible said that when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord turned his captivity around. Hallelujah. He says, making mention of you in my prayers. Amen. Amen. Continue. Let's look at that verse. Back to the verse. That the, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, okay, this is his prayer topic, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give on this, this is what I'm requesting God for you. May give unto you, this is what I am requesting God for. This is, what, this, is, this is what I'm asking God to give you. May give unto you the spirit of wisdom, number one, and the spirit of revelation, number two, in the knowledge of him. Let's break it down. So first thing is, pray for the spirit of wisdom. We must learn to pray for the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom, the spirit of wisdom. Let me tell you something. We'll teach more about wisdom. But I, just, I want to say that, look, you need to, does James, James, the book of James says, does anybody lack wisdom? Let him ask of God who giveth liberal because you see, wisdom is the principal thing. And look, <coughs> look, there are curses in the world. There are curses in the world. These are, these are the devil's garden. There are difficulties in the world. There are hardships in the world. And one of the ways to avoid overcome a curse, one of the major ways to overcome a curse or to avoid a curse is by wisdom. Mm. Wisdom. It's not every case that you get. It's not every case that is broken by deliverance. Preaching. It's not every time that somebody has to pour oil on you and then bind demons. Some cases are. 
it's so, so in fact, a large percentage of cases and difficulty, because a case is a difficulty, it's a frustration. A large percent of cases and frustration is relieved by wisdom. <laughs> let's, let, let's take the general case, uh, one of the general cases. One of the general cases in the world, in fact, let, let's take two. One of the general cases that God himself gave, gave on earth. Is it one of what is it one of the God one of the God gave another that it was was that the case that you shall you shall sweat before you eat bread. Mm. The ask for bread, you eat bread, but you will sweat. That was the case he gave Adam. You will really sweat. You will sweat. And and and, and that was a case because before 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 the before the, 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 the serpent came, I, I don't think Adam was sweating. Because you sweat. So you see that there's a general case of sweating before you eat bread. But you and I can, you, you, but you, you will agree with me that the, the extent and the degree to which you sweat is also dependent on your wisdom level. You will find out that even though there's a general case that you sweat before you eat bread, some people sweat less because of their wisdom. Mm, they're preaching. Okay. That's, the truth. Okay. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Because some people, some people, some people, some people sweat less. Everybody, look, everybody sweats. That, that's a standard. Everybody sweats. Mm -hmm. But some sweat less. They're preaching. So, so you, you find that because of a certain lack of wisdom, a certain lack of education, a certain lack of improving your, your capacity or becoming wise, uh, if if it takes twenty dollars to eat, it will take you for you because of your lack of wisdom. It will take you hard labor of maybe uh, eight hours to earn that hundred dollars. Okay, let me use hundred dollars. If, if if it takes hundred dollars to eat, because of your a certain lack of wisdom, it will take you hard labor, tired in the cold, in the sun, in the heat, maybe about ten hours before you get that hundred dollars. But but somebody because of his wisdom or for that matter his level of education. Can earn a hundred dollar in an hour. So you see that if what it takes to eat is hundred dollars, then for you it is ten hours, but for him it's one hour. So we are all sweating, but your sweat is more. My God, the Look, shall I tell you something? You know, be annoyed with me. Oh, yes, one of the cases was that. One of the cases to the woman is that your desire, hmm. your desire shall be towards your husband. Okay? Which, which is a good thing. <laughs> but the curse aspect of it, and he shall rule over you. <laughs> you see, the desire is not a problem, but he shall rule. It's like you would desire something that will rule over you. God. You would desire something that will suppress you. My God. This is the case. And how do you, if you are a woman, if you are a woman, listen to me, if you are a woman, how do you overcome this case? Not that you, not that you overcome, but how do you make this case less? Or how do you ameliorate the case? You find that, that gen, generally speaking, generally speaking, if a woman has some financial stability and he earns his own man, her own her own money, and it's also a, 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 I mean and can manage her own affairs, that the rule of the man is less. Please don't shoot me. You think about it. <laughs> 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 
I love it. Don't shoot me. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> but you find that if the woman is so dependent on the man for even your, uh, you, um, excuse me to say, a part, I just want the man rush you totally. My God. My Lord, my God. So my dear sister, improve yourself a little bit before you go and sign the contract. <laughs> Hope you understand my broken English. Improve, improve. Improve yourself a little bit before you go and say I do. Okay. Improve. So that so that the rule will be less. The stakes are different. Also, the rule there will be rule. What are you? There will be rule. Mama, mama's rule, but yeah. just at the degree of the rule. Mm. So, my dear daughter, daughters, are you hearing me? Yes. Yeah, improve, sir. improve, improve, improve yourself a little bit. Improve, improve. Time. Before you say I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. The rule is too much. Hmm. Another another case again. Another case again. He said that in pain you shall give birth. Wait. Mm. In pain, in pain, and, and in pain you shall give birth. And one of the one of the most painful thing. In fact, two 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 painful events. I'm told. I mean. I'm, that I, I, I like Two painful events in life. One is, one is childbirth, the pain of childbirth, and the pain of and a, a pain of an MI when you're getting a heart attack. And they are both very painful events. Hmm. But let's talk about the case, the, the pain of childbirth. The pain of childbirth goes in pain. So, so, so the pain of childbirth is a case. But through wisdom, through wisdom, through the wisdom of medicine, through the wisdom of medicine. And anesthesia and other things. You can see that now people can give them without going through that pain. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know of any lady here on this who's hearing me today who, who in this day and age will go for delivery and say that and refuse pain medication. The Lord is my strength. Because you want to you want to prove to the next I'm a strong woman. <laughs> oh. By and large, by and large, I'm sure all of any any woman listening to me in this day and age, when you go for labor, you will receive pain. <laughs> and some of, some of you, you even want the pain medication to be given in your house before you come to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> fill me up, fill me up. <laughs> yeah, because I I, I, I mean, I've seen a few. I mean, I, mind you, I've, I've seen I've been labor and what I've been. I've seen a few. I've seen a few. That should be up, should be up. You gotta shoot me up, shoot me up. I don't. <laughs> So like they don't want to give you the slightest of pain. But you see, that is so pray for wisdom. Okay, so one is pray for wisdom. We'll talk about it more. And then the next prayer he was asking us to pray, the spirit of revelation. Revi. That the God may grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Listen to me. You and you need revelation. Let me talk about revelation a little bit. Pray for revelation. Pray for revelation. Pray for revelation. And I'll tell you one thing for sure. You see, knowledge informs, but 
revelation transforms. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You may have a knowledge about something, it will just inform you. But revelation, you see, what brings about real transformation in our life is revelation. Um. Revelation. The spirit of revelation. And here, here, I'm talking to those of us who are serious about serving God. If you want to enter ministry, if you want to serve God, if you want to be a preacher, if you want to be a minister, a shepherd, pray for the spirit of revelation because it is the spirit of revelation that will transform you. Mm. Yes. You see, you may, you, may not, you, you may hear something, but it is only head knowledge. Mm. But when you have a revelation of it, it changes you. So some, sometimes the reason why we even struggle, we have not had a certain revelation. Mm. If you have a certain revelation of how important, you know, you, because some, sometimes people ask you that, why do you spend your whole time in church? Why are you, why are you um, instead of going to make money somewhere, you're always in church? You see, and and, 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 and they, they don't understand you. And the reason why they don't understand because they have not, they have not had a certain revelation about the kingdom of God and the word of God mm. and how it is important to serve God. Because when mm. you have that revelation, people will not understand you. Mm-hmm. Yes. The revelation of eternity. Revelation transforms. I always use this, uh, you know, I always use this window. I, 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 I know of, uh, I know that I, I know that driving in the snow is dangerous. I've read about it. I know, I know, I've read about it. I know that driving in the snow is dangerous. I've read about it. But the day that I was driving on the 80, <laughs> around, uh, I think around Pasipani, on 280, yeah, on the, the, around Pasipani, yeah. coming down to East Orange, that, that slope. Yeah, 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 yeah. The rocks on the side. The rocks on the side. Yeah. Those rocks. Yeah. And it was, it, it has snowed and, and, and it is not a stop. And there was black ice. Ooh, That's why. And I was driving at my BMW. Mm-hmm. And as I step on the brake and the brake will not catch and the car, the car keep on spinning down the hill. Yes. Hmm. My BMW, it will not catch the bricks. Yeah. When I was coming, the road, I was hearing on the radio, there's black ice on the road, the road uh, black ice is hazardous, uh, where the conditions are bad. So uh, drive carefully. I was hearing, but it wasn't, it wasn't revelation. Mm. <laughs> but when I got there and the thing was spinning, and I put the brake and the thing doesn't catch. And somehow, by the grace of God, my car just moved slightly to the side and stopped. From that day, I had a revelation about black ice that I tell you, when I hear black ice, I pack my car. <laughs> <laughs> Deep revelation. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Pray for the spirit of revelation. Revelation will transform you. Saul, it, it was, you see, it was revelation that transformed Saul to Paul. The Bible said that he left, he left, he left Jerusalem to go and persecute the church, the Christians in Antioch. He, he left to go and 
execution journey, thinking that he was doing the right thing. He had, you see, listen, the reason why, the reason why he left Jerusalem to go and pursue, persecute the, the, the Christians in Antioch or whatever they were was because of what he has read in the Torah, the, the, the Pharisees. So, so, so he was acting zealously. But on the way, on the way, when he had an encounter and Jesus revealed himself to him, suddenly, the one who hated Christianity, the one who was injurious, suddenly his attitude changed because of a revelation. That preaching because of a revelation, suddenly he changed. Suddenly, the very people that he was fighting, he was not defending. Ash. Why? And this, this, this one, he could not be taught. It had to be revealed to him. Mm. Pray for the spirit of revelation. Maybe a lot of things that you are fighting, you are arguing with. Pray for the spirit of revelation. When you, when the, when you get the revelation, your attitude will change. It will change. It will change. Suddenly, his attitude changed because he had a revelation. Hallelujah. Amen. When Jesus when Jesus Christ asked the disciples, "Who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I am?" So it was a general question. It was a question to all the disciples. General question: Who do men say that I am? The Bible says, "Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are one of the prophets." Then Peter said, "You are the you are the Christ, the Son." Of the living God. Then Jesus gave a very remarkable statement. He says, "Flesh and blood has not revealed. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven." In other words, Peter came to that information by revelation, and because of that key, because of that revelation, Jesus said, "Because you have that revelation." Upon this rock, I will build this church. In other words, revelation changed, transformed Peter. So he, be, he became stable and was the foundation of the church. So revelation transforms. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so, so maybe our difficulty to follow, our because you need revelation. You need revelation. You need revelation. You'll be surprised that when the, suddenly your attitude will change. Yeah. When God, when the revelation of the kingdom is revealed to you, your attitude will change. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe, maybe the reason why you struggle, you find it a waste of time. Why are they in church? Why are they preaching? Why are they doing all this? Because you don't have a certain revelation. I'm telling you. Maybe you don't have the revelation that I have about the work of God. That is why you said that. Why do I spend so much time in God? Right? Maybe I could have made money somewhere, but I, why is Reverend of being in the hospital making money? He's still preaching. And the difference between me, because I have a certain revelation about the things of God which you don't have. Pray that you have that revelation. Amen. Pray that you have that revelation. Yeah. Why did everybody, I mean, a class of 50 something, when we finished medical school, why did everybody decide to leave Ghana and come to America, but that God must decide to stay in Ghana? Because he has a certain revelation about the work of God. Triple revelation. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm telling you that that is the key to entry ministry. 
See, without the spirit of revelation, you see, you, 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 you can be taught, oh. you see, you can be taught, that's what you can be taught, oh. but when a certain revelation has not come, everything becomes like you are being forced, you don't get it. Hallelujah. So if you are serious about the things of God, then let this become one of your prayers. Lord, give me revelation of the knowledge of you. May I know you. May I know you. May I understand. If God was to give us a revelation about, if you see, if you are, in fact, most people who have had a revelation of heaven or hell, the attitude is different in our salvation. Very different. I mean, the reason why we have this nonchalant attitude, whether people are born again or not, is because we don't have a certain revelation of hell. If you have a certain, if we had a certain revelation of hell, you go on your knees to make sure that everybody is saved, including your mother, your brother, your, your mother, your father, your cousin, your friend. And the, the reason why your, your friend is not saved, your best friend is not saved, your, um, your, uh, your mother is not saved, but you don't really care much about it because you don't have a revelation of hell. If you know. I had one evangelist and I repeat it. He says, the reason why people go to hell is that they don't have a the reason why most people don't give their life to Christ is because they don't have a revelation of hell. I don't think there's any unbeliever. I don't think there's any unbeliever. If God was to open the window for them to see hell, they want to go there. Mm-mm. I don't think so. I don't think there's any unbeliever, including the hardest criminals. If 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 a, a, a door can be opened so that they can see hell, oh no, they won't go there. Nobody would like to, nobody in their right mind would like to walk into a place of burning fire. That is why the Bible, that's why the Bible said that. That's why the Bible said when we, we must pray because for the for that 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 uh, that the scales will fall from the eyes because the God of this world, the God of this world has blinded their eyes. You see, the eyes are blinded, so the eyes are the eyes are blinded. So pray that the scales will fall off so we can see eternity. Because I tell you, nobody who, if you are to have a vision or a dream about eternity, you will not joke with salvation. You will not. You will not joke with salvation. If you know that this is your mother, who is not, who's not born again. This is your father, who is not born again. This is your cousin, who is not born again. If you know that when they die, they are going to be in a place of eternal damnation. If you really know about hell itself. You see, sometimes all this hell and heaven is like, you know, it's all in our mind, but we don't have a revelation of it. Pray for the spirit of revelation. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray for the spirit of revelation. It will transform us. It will transform us. It is, it, it is the spirit of revelation. Yes, I, all my colleagues are living, but I'm staying. It's revelation. Because I have a certain revelation of the work of God and the kingdom of God. It is revelation that will say that, look, I will spend my time and my money on the things of God. Because if you have a revelation of eternity, your attitude will be different. If, we have a, if you have a revelation of eternity, our attitude will be different. So he said, that goes in the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge, in the knowledge of him. Then the next one, let's go on quickly. The eyes of your understanding. Have you seen Paul's prayer point? The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know the hope of his calling. 
So the next thing was he said, I'm also going to pray for you to, for you to get the spirit of understanding or the eyes or the heart of your understanding. Understanding, understanding. Another thing we need to pray for is the spirit of understanding. Understand things. Mm. Now, what, 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 what will I say about understanding? What I will say about understanding is that understanding is the key to obedience. Hmm. Understanding is the key to obedience. Let me tell you something. A lot of times, the reason why we don't obey or we are stubborn is because we don't understand. When you understand something, see, when you understand something, it is easy to obey. A large percentage of, of our inability to obey or our stubbornness comes from lack of understanding. For example, for example, if some of these uh, teenagers who are hearing me, if some of these uh, children who are listening to me on the Zoom now, understand the importance of uh, uh, understand the importance of education, and that and and that and that the way. And, and that the way you spend the first 25 years of your life will determine how you live the rest, the rest 25. Mm. If only they know. If they have that understanding, if they will have understanding that how you spend your first 18 years of life will have a reflection of how you spend the rest of your life. If they only have that understanding, it will not be a struggle. Okay? It will not be a struggle for them to sign on Zoom for class. And then they will go off and be doing something else. <laughs> because you don't understand. Because you don't understand that if you don't get a good education, you are doomed. Because if you understand it, your parents will not be chasing you. Have you shop? I mean, you are you, you your, your parents will not be chasing you. Have you submitted your homework? Have you, you say you are on Zoom class. Meanwhile, you are just sending and turn up and you are watching something else on the internet. And right. you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand that by failing and not doing well, you are dooming yourself to be under a curse. You don't understand. Because if you understand, if you understood, it will be a struggle. If you understood, it will not be a struggle. But because you don't understand, that's why everything is a struggle. You don't understand that when you don't, you don't understand that when you don't go to college in America, you are doomed. Hmm. Even those those with master's degrees are not getting a job, and you can't even finish high school. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. And you have the and you have the audacity as well. My parents, they don't understand. They they be from Africa, they don't understand. Who doesn't understand? Foolish, who doesn't understand? Me or you? They don't understand. So pray for the spirit of understanding. Understanding. Understanding makes obedience easy. You see, understanding. You see, that is why the Bible says that. That's why the Bible says that in, in, in I think in Proverbs. I saw a young man. I saw a young man void of void of understanding, and he went by the way of the halots in the dark in the twilight. 
the reason why that young man is going by the way of that woman because she doesn't understand because oh, if she knew that that is the way of death way. the reason why you are sleeping around everywhere you don't understand it's a lack of understanding it's not because you are cool or you are macho you lack understanding lack you don't know that you don't know that you are working in a lion's den Mm. You lack understanding. He said, "The Bible said a young man void of understanding. Mm. A young man void of understanding." Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. It's, it's the lack of understanding. It's the lack of understanding. I will say that. He, I will say that. A large factor. Is he, a, 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 a key to a successful marriage is, is, is to pray for the spirit of understanding. Because mm. you see, the reason for the quarrel and the argument is more is based on based on lack of understanding. I don't understand, you don't understand me. That's why you're always fighting. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Pray for understanding. Because if you understood, if you understood that every man, whether he's low or high, demands submission. It will become a fight. But because you don't understand, that is why you are saying that no, no, no. And it's bringing too much, too much quarrel, too much stress. And lack of understanding, you see, lack of understanding can destroy you. That's why, that's why a young man void of understanding. Lack of understanding can destroy you. So let's pray for this problem. Let to, and, and, and once again, with understanding, let me say something. Show that verse here. I went back, you see, a, a man void of understanding. Ah, this is another way. A man, a man void of understanding. And this guy, lack of understanding made him poor. In fact, this one, this particular one, it was like, this is not the one I'm looking for. But this guy, too, lack of understanding made him poor. But there was, there was also a young man who went by, a, a, a lady, who, who, uh, a young man, lack of understanding, who destroyed his life. So what I want to say is, understanding, okay? Understanding. Another thing I will say about understanding, as we get close to that, understanding is useful when you get understand early. Because you see, don't wait to understand late. When the Bible talks about when the Bible talks about the Spirit of God, you say and he, in Isaiah eleven, and He shall make him of quick understanding. Understanding is beneficial when it's quick. If you understand too late, you see. see and to be honest, with, to be honest with you, a lot of things you understand, but pray that you don't understand it too late. Wow. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. Sir. After you have become Queen B, so stiff, doesn't submit. Do your own thing. And then now that the man has divorced you, now you understand submission. It's too late. It's too late. Yeah. Or after you, you didn't understand the importance of going to school. So now that you are 25 and you don't have a degree and even Walmart does not employ you, 
Now you understand the importance of education. Now you understand, you understand why we say you should go to school, but it's too late. So uh, he said he shall make him of quick understanding. Quick understanding. I pray that our understanding will be quick. Amen. 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 And then the next quick little one is that um, the next prayer he, he was praying back to Ephesians. That is it. Is like, is, back of it is like, that you may know the riches, the riches of his inheritance towards us who believe. The riches back to Ephesians. Okay, the hope of his calling. And what is the riches of his of, 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 and, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance to the saints? The riches. Another that God will open your eyes also to the riches of the kingdom. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? What inheritance is there for you? What inheritance? What inheritance is there for us as Christians? Pray. And that you see. And, and that you may know what is the hope of scholar and what the riches of the glory is to the saints. That there is some inheritance for you. Inheritance. That God will open your eyes to the inheritance that are there. That, that being a saint, being a Christian, it comes with riches and prosperity. There is an inheritance. And here, let me say one thing. I'll tell you that a lot of the time, see, a lot of the time, when you don't see, you see, a lot of them, the reason why you may not do something or stay at some place or be part of a group or, or be part of a certain group is because they, you don't see any, any future for you. But once you see that there's a future for you there or there's an inheritance for you there, for, for example, for example, if you know that your father is a rich man and obviously when your father dies, there's a lot that he can leave for you. You're not likely, you're not likely to walk away from the house. Oh, no matter how much the old man annoys you, when you look at the bank account, you'll be quiet. Because the last thing you want is for the man to take you out of his will. Mm. So sometimes even, even our, uh, our behavior and attitude is also a reflection of whether we know of, in, of the inheritance. For example, this is just for example, for public preaching. The reason why, the reason why Harry left England to come to America. But William is still there. I think it's purely because of inheritance. Because William is in line. William is about the third in the king. As for Harry, now that William has had two children, Harry is more like, so Harry is probably just looking at his life. That when I look at my life, me, Harry, now there's Charles, he's there. After Charles, there's William. After William, there's who? Uh, William's son. And after William's son, his daughter, before me, Harry. I mean, I'm nowhere near this thing. So just based on the fact that he's nowhere near, he wasn't free. Like, that's why he's in LA. <laughs> <laughs> because if you are talking about this, this uh, kingship, I'm far from it. <laughs> but William, so, so maybe, so maybe, maybe, maybe even the difference between William's behavior and Charles' behavior is a measure of the inheritance. Mm -hmm. Maybe the difference between William and Andrew, their behavior, is the measure of inheritance. And so, so, so we should pray for God to open us to their riches. If we know how rich 
and, 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 and here the word is riches, not poverty. Riches. The word is riches, not poverty. Riches. There is riches in Christ. Mm. Christianity is not meant to make you a poor person. If you ever, um, uh, please, please, let me tell you something. From today, from today, get it out of your mind that by serving God will be poor. Take it out. Mm. Mm. The, the religion, we, the, the one we chose to, you see, poverty does not make, poverty has nothing to do with spirituality. Yes. What, what wealth riches has its dangers, but it does not mean uh, uh, riches has its dangers, but it does not mean that poverty, poverty is also benign. Rather pray, rather pray that God will give you the ability and the wisdom to handle the riches. Mm. I mean, I try to look into the Bible. Uh, if, you, if you look at it carefully, all the patriarchs were rich. Number one, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they were all rich. Number two, when Peter came to ask Jesus Christ. No, we have left father and mother and everything to follow. What shall we have? Jesus said, listen to me. You shall receive, anybody who has left house, mother, shall receive a hundredfold in this world. So Jesus, Jesus didn't say that because you have anybody who has left something will be poor. Say so you will receive a hundredfold. I mean, anything, if you show a hundred, hundred dollars and you get, you get a ten thousand dollars, that's a good investment. So there's riches in the kingdom. And I pray that God will open our eyes because you see, some of us have somehow accepted poverty as our destiny. From today, poverty is not your destiny. Say after me, poverty is not my destiny. Poverty is not my destiny. Why do you want to accept it as your destiny? Why do you want to accept poverty as your destiny? They're preaching on do, 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 do you know what grace stands for? Do you know what grace stands for? Grace. I was told, grace, G-R-A-C, stands for God's riches for me at Christ's expense. That's grace. I love it. God's riches at Christ's expense. You are, I have inherited, I have, I have, grace means that I have inherited God's riches at Christ's expense. G-R-A-C. <laughs> so not at my expense. Because of what Christ did, I have inherited God's riches. That's grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. Because of what Christ did, I have inherited God's, God's riches. Because of what Christ did for me on Calvary, I have become an inheritor of God's riches. The riches of inheritance in Christ Jesus. So that's grace. That's grace. That's grace. That is grace. That is grace. So grace has given us an inheritance in God because of Christ. God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace. Hallelujah. Amen. May we experience the grace of God. Amen. And finally, he said that, that we also know the exceeding power. Then the last one is the power. With that, you know the greatness of, the, of his power. So here, Paul, let's, let's look at the prayer, the final prayer. Paul said, that, look, I, I also pray that you know the power. And what is the exceeding great of his power? I just want to end here. Look, there's power in God. The believer has power. And here, and, and here, and here, Paul was wanting you to know the type of power he's talking about because not all power is power. Mm. Yeah. There's a difference between a 10,000 kilowatt power and a 2 a two, a two, a two kilopower power. 
So Paul said, the power I'm talking about is the power, okay? According to the working of his mighty power. And Paul said that the power that I'm talking about is the, that power that, went, that he wrought in Christ Jesus. Mm. In, other words, in other words, let us pray. Paul said that the power I'm talking about, the power that is available to you is the same power that was available to Christ. So if Christ was able to raise Lazarus from the dead, pray to raise, to, pray that you can also raise the dead. If Christ was able to feed the 5,000, pray. That power is available. That power is available. That power, the power that is available to you and available to me now, to me now, is no different from what Christ had. He said the same power. Mm. Mm. Look at the verse carefully. Which, wrought, which, which he wrote in Christ. When he raised him from the dead, the power, the machine. Listen to me. Let, let me let's 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 make it very simple. God is saying that the machine, the machine, which I used to pick Jesus Christ from the dead and brought him back to life. That same machine is in your house. You can use it. My God, label shalaba. That same machine is there. The machine that I use, which he which he raised when he raised him from the dead. That machine, that power. Okay, so that same machine is in your house as a believer. So, so, so I see no reason why you should be afraid of witches. You should be afraid of wizards. You should be afraid of neighbors. You should, have, you should be afraid of no court. Use the machine. The power is there, and that power is the blood of Jesus. That name is there. That is it, Reverend. So, just in case you would think that God has given us a lesser power, Paul said, "No, the power is no less. It's the same machine." The machine, see, the machine that God used to raise Jesus Christ. Let, let's say, let's say it was, let's say for example, it was an excavator. He said that same excavator is in your house. Go use it. Mm. Use the power. Use the power. Use the power. Use the power. The power is there. The power has not diminished. The two thousand years. The 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 power does not fade. The blood, that's what we sing the song about the blood. It shall never lose its power. It doesn't fit. So, you, so, so Paul prayed this prayer for the Ephesians church and he's showing us as a New Testament church, as a New Testament church, this should be our prayer. Pray for the power. Pray for the, to know the, the riches of the inheritance. Pray for the, the, the revelation. Pray for the wisdom. Be a thankful person and you shall experience tremendous power. Yeah. For Jesus said, He that believeth in me, he that believeth in me, the works I do shall he do, and greater works. Beloved, we are entitled, we have been given the privilege, the benefits of doing greater works. May that same power be utilized. The power is available. My prayer is that may our eyes be open to that power and may we use that power in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Stand up to your feet and let's pray. Everybody stand up to your feet and let us pray. Kalima Sukataya, Mashandalia, wherever you are, stand up to your feet. Let's pray. Kamakoli Ababa, Benoli Ababa, spirit of wisdom.
spirit of wisdom and revelation. Wait for the wisdom and revelation. Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. God, concerning this situation, concerning my ministry, the hope of His calling, the hope of your calling. Spirit of power. Revelation, 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 revelation. In the knowledge of him. In the knowledge of him. Wisdom and revelation. Mashukataya. Aleyama Zondoli Ababa. God said, I pray the God of our Father, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant unto you the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God, in the knowledge of Him, that you shall know Him, that you shall know the hope of your calling. There's a, there's a hope in the call. There's a hope in the call. There's a hope in the call. There's a hope of your calling. That you will know the riches, the riches, the riches, the riches of the inheritance, the riches of the inheritance. Pray that you will know the riches of the inheritance for the who believe, and that the power. Oh, makanalia baba, kisowatachoko, mashakataya, lekendelia baba, lekendelia baba, rukata anili mozunoli aba andali abaka, mashunoli aba andali abaka andali baba. There is a prayer for revelation. Pray for revelation. Whatever you are encountering, whatever you are dealing with, I need a revelation. Lord, I need a revelation. I need a revelation. I need a revelation. I need a revelation. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something because I want to pray for you. Revelation transforms. So does experience. When you experience something, sometimes they'll tell you something about you don't get it, but when you experience it, it will change you. So, but you see, don't wait to experience something bad before you change. Rather, pray for revelation. Hallelujah. Revelation. This way, what, what does it lead to? This way, what does it lead to? Don't, use, don't wait for a bad experience. Let us pray again for the spirit of revelation. Makoni Ababa. Mashendeni Ababa. Revelation, revelation, the revelation of God, revelation of God. You told Peter, flesh and blood, flesh and blood has not revealed to you. May I not wait for a bad experience to learn. May I not wait for a bad experience to learn of God. But by revelation, may I know. By revelation, may I know. By revelation, may I know. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you this afternoon. We give you thanks. This afternoon, I pray that we'll be a thankful people. Deliver us from complaining and memory. May we be a grateful people. People who thanks, who give thanks. And Lord, and will give us spirit of wisdom and revelation. Wisdom and revelation. Wisdom and revelation. Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Father, it is my prayer 
that we don't have to wait for a bad experience to learn. That shall not be our portion. But by revelation, by wisdom, we will overcome. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You see, like I said, don't wait to go to hell before you know that it's a dangerous place. The Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that judgment. Heaven and hell are real. Yes, you have not seen it with your eye, but I pray that this afternoon, somehow God by his grace will reveal to you about eternity. You need to give your life to Christ because after you die, it will be too late. And I tell you, it is real. Don't, don't, don't wait to discover it. The word of God is true. The Bible is true. So this afternoon, if you are not born again, and Jesus said that, and Jesus said that, except a man be born again, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. And how do you get born again? By believing in Jesus Christ as your savior. So this afternoon, I want you to pray this short prayer with me. And by this prayer and believing this prayer, you will be born again. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. This afternoon. This afternoon. I come to you as a sinner. I come to you as a sinner. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I want to be a child of God. I want to be a child of God. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to get there and find out. I don't want to get there and find out. That is why I'm giving my life to Christ. That's why I'm giving my life to Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.